0: Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla
1: Show on Podcast One. Hey guys, we're using Poshmark and you should too. Do you have things that you don't wear anymore? Poshmark is seriously the easiest way to make room in your closet, make some cash, and also snag a bargain. It's the coolest reseller with the best brands like Lululemon, Nike, Reformation, and Gucci for up to 70% off. DJ Khaled has a closet and Serena Williams download the app today Enter podcast 10 when you sign up for $10 off your first purchase on Poshmark. Saving starts with internet and wireless from Xfinity because when you get Xfinity internet and add mobile you can save up to $400 a year on wireless. Enjoy fast reliable internet at home and nationwide 5g on the go included at no extra cost. Get Xfinity internet and mobile together and ask how to get an eligible 5g phone on us and for a limited time $300 back. Don't miss out. Go to Xfinity.com slash start saving. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Savings based on optimized pricing. Actual savings may vary.
2: Writer, producer, and all-around good guy George Gall is going to join us also. The news is coming your way as well. First, there is GEICO. Do you own, do you rent your home? Well, sure, you do one or the other. And then there's your automotive policy. How about you get your bundle going At GEICO, GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save, and just how easy GEICO can make it when you visit GEICO.com. That is GEICO.com.
0: And now... A tip from the 1965 issue of Good Housekeeping, 120 Ways to Please a Man.
3: A nagging wife is a millstone around the neck of any man. She's a nuisance at home, and she consumes time on the phone every day, nagging her husband while he's at work. The complaining woman can toss a cloud over the brightest of days, and the brightest of men.
0: Just one of 120 Ways to Please a Man. Now back to The Adam Carolla Show.
2: Oh, the simpler times. I'll
3: drink to that.
2: George Gallo (laughs) has joined us. George is a director, writer, producer, painter, musician. We've talked to him before about all these big movies he's done. Latest is Vanquish. And it's available now on digital and on demand. Stars Morgan Freeman and uh, let's see. Ruby Nick. Rose. Oh, yeah. Ruby, yeah right. The great Ruby Rose. And uh, our own uh, Nate Adams, who works at the uh, other shop, worked on it, produced, yeah. did some producing on it. He was also-
4: there for ICANN.
2: <clears throat> no, he-, he
4: ran the second <laughs> unit, right? Yeah, he was, uh, he was very responsible for doing a lot of the Chase stuff. And he did a hell of a job.
3: And acted a little bit in it?
4: Played a cop that got beat up? Yeah. Yeah, He's a a dead cop at the beginning of the movie. He's sitting in a chair, uh, bleeding to death. Perfect. He he did an amazing job. Didn't flinch, didn't blink. You totally believe that he's dead.
2: (laughs) Yeah. He's a good corpse. Nobody does non-movement like Nate. (laughs) 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 Um, Where'd you guys shoot the film? I remember when Nate took off to go shoot it, but I can't remember. One of the Carolinas?
4: Yeah, we shot in Biloxi, Mississippi. Oh, Mississippi! Uh, Yeah, they have like a thirty-five percent tax credit, and Morgan Freeman also (laughs) lives in Mississippi, so it was great for Morgan. He rolls out of bed, he goes to the set. So,
2: Um, and you go back with him as we discussed before, right?
4: Yeah, he's an old buddy. Yeah, he's an old friend, dear friend. And uh, what's great about Morgan is he's like he's Morgan Freeman, and we're buddies. So I could pick up the phone and call him up and say, "Hey, I'm doing this movie. Do you want to do it?" And he generally says, "When do we start?" and so, I cut through a lot of the red tape of uh, managers and agents and nice. lawyers and
2: relationships. The- Are there? Yes. Uh, we're coming up on the Oscars. When is it? Three, Next two, three weeks? No, two,
4: three days. Yeah. Two, three days. Oh, oh
2: no, wow! For the end of the week, it's Sunday. Yeah, that's,
5: I will.
4: I, I will not be going just to just mm-hmm. a oh. that. yeah.
2: That's how the the Oscar thing leaves such a. A small footprint in my brain now. Like, mm-hmm. I wrote for it two times, and I don't even know when it's, when it's <laughs> around. but uh, I think they did seven nominated for Best Film as I was looking it up. I counted. Uh, I think I it was seven. Yeah, it was, it was seven. I've, they're all really small films. Yeah. Have you seen any of
4: them, George? I saw a few of them. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I've been busy, so uh, I saw George I saw Nomad Land that I, that I liked a great deal. My wife and I saw that. Which uh, one?
3: Nomadland?
4: No, Nomadland. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was a beautiful film. Eight uh, very, films. Eight, eight films. Sure, yeah. Eight I, films, yeah. Beautiful movie, very poetic. Uh I don't, what, what else is up? I mean, I'm not in the business, so tell me uh, <laughs> what, what else is Sound Minari, of Metal. Sound
3: of Metal I haven't Nomad. seen
4: it. I want to see it. I haven't seen it. That's excellent. The yeah, Father. Brian's is it great? Yeah. Okay.
3: The Father, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Nomadland. Yeah.
4: Minari yeah, I, I got a disc Manc. from that movie, Trellis Chicago Seven, and it only played ten minutes. It kept stopping, so I didn't know if that it, was. It's
3: on uh, Netflix. You didn't miss much. Okay. <laughs> it's I. Okay,
4: I didn't know if it was my machine was trying to tell me something, or it was something malfunctioning with the disc. Well,
3: at least you have a disc player. How many discs did we all get this year? I don't have any way to play them. I don't have a, a DVD player anymore.
4: These
2: are called you know? first world problems. <laughs>
3: <That's right. laughs>
4: <laughs> yes. I, I still have DVDs and, uh, yeah, I just literally bought a new TV and I had it. You know, it, you can't just buy a new television. The TV costs 300 bucks, but then you have to get a new this and a new that. And before you know, you drop like four grand, you know, <laughs> what was wrong with the old receiver? It played, it was fine. You, know?
2: uh, you have to sign up for Hulu now and all, all sorts of stuff like when you get your TV can, but here's an interesting thought experiment. Um, If you take all the films that are nominated for best film, all eight, Mm -hmm. and you did their average budget, I bet it would be 10 times lower than 20 years ago. Mm. Yeah,
4: I would say that's very true. For those
3: movies,
5: I bet it averages less than 10 million with with uh, yeah. Meg probably being the most expensive.
2: Oh yeah, like Promising Young Woman, I think yeah. is that what I saw. The
3: Promising Young Woman. I saw Promising the Father, Young...
2: which is
5: really good and that's got to cost 5 million with 4 million going to Anthony Hopkins.
2: Uh. Right, Promising Young Woman looked like it was a cheap film. Yeah. It didn't look it looked inexpensive. Then well, it didn't it didn't, it didn't seem to be if they spent more than 2 million bucks on that film, they shouldn't have cuz right. it, it didn't,
4: didn't need either. it. Yeah. Yeah, I did like uh I don't know. I didn't see the films. I can't say. Sorry.
2: Did. Um, no, it's all right. We're so gonna a going to keep going down help. this road.
4: Yeah. I'm a big help. Yeah. What else haven't I seen? <laughs> well, um, that,
3: that's its own answer that it hasn't I saw a you Jaws. Yeah. I saw
4: a Jaws. It's great. Have
3: you
2: ever that tried a
4: persimmon? If the answer is
2: no, <laughs> let's talk about it for a while.
4: <laughs> I'd rather talk about the booze. It's, it looks good. Yeah, we got
2: Gosh. our eight one eight rye here, and it is uh, it is delectable. In
3: house homemade.
2: In house homemade. Yes. Yeah, I it's, feel I bad. It's stuff.
4: like you know, I'm talking to three drunks, and I'm sober. How dare it's you? Fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. On the other
5: end of the scale, and this is a pathetic, humble brag I admit this, but uh, I make it my mission to try and see every Oscar movie every year. I'm a huge movie fan, and I'm, I'm only short two uh, foreign language films. I saw Promise, oh no, uh, Pieces of a Woman today. Very depressing, but oh. very good. Did you mm-hmm. see Minari? I did see Minari. Minari's really good.
2: Are you? Uh, how about the uh, Cinerama Dome being oh. closed? Oh, did George freeze up on us? And uh, ArcLight. I was going to ask George if he had thoughts about well, that. But I, I can think give our you. Internet froze
3: while we filibust. I can give you a few theories on what's going on with that. Please. So there's big news here that ArcLight is, you know, shuttering, And that includes our very famous Dome, which looks like the top of Epcot. And it's a big, you know, it's just, ball. yeah, it's a big fun movie theater for big premieres. <laughs> Probably and
2: stuff. in the 60s. Early I would think 60s? so. That's oh, what it real? looks like. It's got that,
5: yeah, I, there, yeah. There's
3: a lot of partial viewing. I mean, if we've all seen movies there, if you sit in the wrong uh, row, but it's still really fun. And one <laughs> of the theories floating around is that paramount or disney or someone like that is going to buy it and show only yeah, disney films. you know yeah the avengers the, you know all like that the
2: stuff oh uh, sorry yeah the Port. no the el, no. el ray el, el capitan god yes. damn it yes. el so, kabong right? el
3: kabong so one of the theories is but one of the, the studios but it would be like that right yeah it'd be only paramount movies or right. whatever Pixar, yeah. interesting right. But right. we'll see. A, I
5: think you and I and Mike Lynch saw Iron Man at the Cinarama Dome in 2008. I have, I have a yes. vague recollection of that.
2: If you think it, I believe it. Okay. Yeah, the Hammer premiere was there. And uh, Jimmy and I saw Sex and City 2 there and got mm. busted by TMZ. and uh,
3: Super high.
2: I, I snuck into that place and saw the documentary on any Sunday which was a motorcycle-riding, dune buggy, oh. racing documentary that had Steve McQueen in it back in back in the 70s when they had these really weird – there was a, a genre of documentary where they had a narrator and lots of footage of guys riding wheelies mm-hmm. on dirt bikes and stuff. And, uh, and also when a, a documentary like On Any Sunday mm-hmm. was a pretty low-budget sort of dumb – you know, kind of dirt bike, race car, mostly motorcycle documentary. Like low budget motorcycle right. documentary could just be in every major theater in every major city. This
3: was at the Cinerama Dome?
2: The Cinerama Dome wow. I think it was either I think it was on any Sunday two, which no, shows you how successful wow. Wow. on any Sunday on any Sunday. <laughs> was, it yeah. was, it had like Steve McQueen and they were following wow. Steve McQueen going out dirt bike riding wow. and it was a, it was a groundbreaking doc from the early seventies. I don't know. You can, it, it was very seventies in its well, theme. I
5: can't Maxipata. look anything Max Zapata.
2: Oh, the uh, yeah. internet's yeah. down. Yeah. We'll find a clip from on any Sunday at some point, and it'll it just drips of the seventies.
3: Speaking of the internet being down, I, I've been to the cinema I've been down many times as you guys have, and and I'll never forget seeing. of Inception there, when, you know, that's a movie you got to really be paying attention. Mm -hmm. And about halfway, a little more than halfway through the movie, I'm just starting to feel uncomfortable. Like, I don't know what it is, but I'm kind of getting that anxiety that I'm so used to. Carbon monoxide. Well, and it's, you know, it's the summer. And I'm I'm kind of trying to shake it off, and I'm watching the movie, and I notice other people are kind of shifting in their seats, and I'm like, I feel like I'm going to throw up or pass out. Something's wrong here. And then the movie, like, it looked like, like you see in the movies, like it Burns oh, yeah, basically. Like, the we're air, we're air condition had gone out in the middle of this heat wave we were having. A two and a half hour movie. And I never saw the end, so they're asking everyone to leave and they said, come back. And I'm like, come back and sit through the first three and three and a half hours again. Wow. But everyone was just getting uncomfortable and nobody could really, you, your brain doesn't figure out why right away that we're all really hot. Mm-hmm.
2: I think I saw the Andre the Giant doc. Great doc, there. doc. Oh Yeah,
5: yeah
3: I saw doc, that. Yeah.
2: That's probably the last thing I saw at the Cinerama Dome. Well, anyway. You can't really turn them into flooring stores no. or boot barns no. or anything like that. You have to be movie well, theater. Are. So hopefully somebody will come in and resurrect that place. I was looking for movies because I thought over the weekend, I thought, I want to go to a movie theater. Like, it's such a mm-hmm, novel thought. Sure. A lot of them were still closed. or Completely closed? closed? Yeah, some were closed. Others are just showing movies f- that you probably you don't want to see sure, and you can yeah. watch on TV. I think it's going to oh. take a little while for uh, the Fast Nines to there get There is this.
5: a glut of movies coming out this summer on the Film Vault. We're doing a summer preview, and it is a, a horticopia of films, That a lot of them from last year that were like supposed what? to come out. Uh, the, 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 Did the, the Ryan Reynolds movie, Free Guys, coming Ooh. out after it was supposed to come out last spring or something, the Fast Nine. Mm-hmm. What ever happened Maverick. To,
3: whatever happened to the Quiet Place sequel That's that never came out? coming out summer. Okay.
5: Oh, site. that didn't
2: come out already? No, it, it, never
5: was did. To, it was supposed to come out like in March or April, like right at the beginning of Last COVID. year. Yeah.
2: Right. Oh. I, I see. saw trailers for that all over last year. All right. So hopefully we'll get back to everything. Uh, George is, I don't know where it's our internet's all mucked up.
5: Well, now we're all here and we can keep doing the show. <laughs> yeah, I
2: agree. Ugh. People always say they can fix it, but I don't know. Can they? Can we, Max Banna?
6: Yeah, well, we're, we're getting Fiber installed here. Oh. Because but, but there's, there's only one game in town for we're this the, the entire area. So we're getting Fiber installed. But it's actually a process that that, it, that takes a few weeks, months even. So we're, we're just getting that. So you, you actually signed the contract today, Adam. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, yeah. is on.
3: And uh, it ain't free. Uh, we got fiber. George
2: back here. Oh, George is back. George will remember, remember on any, s- no, sorry, on any Sunday. Yeah, not any given Sunday.
3: Right. Here he is.
2: Hey, George, hey. You, you remember that 70s stock on any Sunday? Yes, of course.
4: Yeah.
2: It was huge back then. Yeah, right? It was
4: gigantic, yeah. What happened? Your internet went
2: down? Yeah. yeah, our internet went down. Sorry.
4: you guys drinking? Is everybody drinking? <laughs> you can drink <laughs>
2: the when the internet's the down. Internet's yeah. Drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, internet. Uh, actually, alcohol consumption goes up when the internet goes down statistically. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to tell Chris to find a clip of uh on any Sunday just so you could see what the 70s looked like or sounded like or something like it's a weird time.
4: Yeah, I, I look I was a kid then, you know, I's I graduated high school in 1974 and uh I mean I guess everybody looks back at that time in their life whenever whenever it was that it was the greatest. But man, it was a, it was a really good time. I mean, it was uh you know, it seemed like creatively it was great. Movies were far better. <laughs> you know, there were still great things being written, great music, you know. Uh, anyway. Well, when he, when he
3: refers to movies, of course, he's referring to Aloha, Bobby and Rose. Yeah, obviously.
4: Yeah, <laughs> well, that, yeah. But that's a, yeah, but even the bad movies back then were better than a lot of the A movies today. That's fair. Well, I think, you know? well, yeah. I, I think any
2: time you have... Anytime you get big corporations involved with art, the art's going to suffer generally. And and I would say if they were involved with painting, painting would suffer. And if they were involved with stand-up, stand-up would suffer. Like you can't have multi huge conglomerations, international, international conglomerations involved with art without the art suffering. Is that a safe well, statement?
4: That That's absolutely 100% correct. And then, you know, the other thing about, you know, art, and look, I mean, corporations, it's their, their job to, you know, to take meetings and then to take meetings on the meetings. And then you take a meeting on the meeting that you just had a meeting about. And then everybody has, you know, and it just goes on and on and on. And yeah, I mean, look, and again, anything artistic, you know, be it anything, it's generally some person, some individual with some crazy idea and they decide to go for it and uh, you know, by its very nature, it's supposed to challenge you, you know, you know, that's the whole point of doing it, right? It's supposed to challenge you, shake you up, make you think, make you laugh, you know, uh, attack institutions. I mean, that's sort of the the whole point of being an artist, isn't it? I mean, you, uh, but uh, you know, now if it's Once art becomes corporate, it's, it can't do that anymore. So I don't, it ceases being art. It becomes something else.
2: It becomes commerce.
4: Uh, Becomes commerce. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously uh, it doesn't interest me terribly. I mean, I'm not that I don't like making money. I mean, I like to make money, but I mean, at the same time, uh, you know it's 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 not you know you you become a writer or a director because you want to tell stories and you want to go to challenging places you know hopefully so
2: uh, we have the uh, trailer for on any sunday you, uh, yes it's
4: uh, nominated I'd love for, to see it.
2: nominated for best documentary in 1971 oh, wow it's real wow down. okay uh, yeah it's a big it's a big theatrical movie chris will figure out how to play it in a second
0: Those of you who saw Bruce Brown's film, The Endless Summer, will know why his new film, On Any Sunday, has received rave reviews from 105 major publications. Here's one from Reader's Digest. Bruce Brown has created a film about motorcycles and the men who ride them that packs so much variety and visual excitement into every frame that it leaves you breathless. When it comes your way, don't forget to go along for the ride.
2: No Steve McQueen yet.
5: Have come a long way
2: <laughs> they certainly have yeah. oh they just play some jazzy music and show a guy on flat track bikes and that was it malcolm smith this movie had steve mcqueen all over it it was the biggest star of the time and you haven't seen him yet
6: <laughs> he also produced it
2: oh he also produced it
4: I don't know why they would
2: keep that a secret. <laughs> they certainly are doing a fine job. Yeah. They're just showing a guy ride, riding desert bikes. <laughs> Such okay. a 70s thing. This the idea of putting a camera on a motorcycle back then was a huge feat.
3: Yeah, yeah this is very obviously pre-GoPro. What are you doing?
4: I, I have to tell you something. You're convincing me that the '70s weren't so great. No. It, really?
2: <laughs> this shit doesn't hold up at all. You're right?
5: Documentaries have come a long way.
2: Does Steve McQueen ever show up in this in this trailer? And this Batman music is great
3: yeah. too. Very Mission Impossible.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid riding a wheelie on a mini bike. You no know Steve McQueen. <laughs> Still no Steve McQueen.
3: <laughs> One of the biggest
4: stars in Hollywood. <laughs>
2: You ever work with Steve McQueen, George? Uh, or did he die before you got in the biz? Uh
4: I think he passed before I got into the biz. How old do you think I
3: am? Uh, <laughs> oh, we uh, saw Steve McQueen. We saw a helmet. A tenth
2: of a second. Uh all right. Oof. There's still no Steve McQueen. <laughs> he's starting this he's starting this low budget doc and he's not on he's not in the trailer. Yeah, I didn't mean to age you prematurely. No, that's
4: okay. You can age me. But I know uh, you've
2: been in the business for quite some time
4: yeah do yeah well i said, started uh my first screenplay i sold uh well i was very lucky i sold the first script i ever wrote it never got made but uh then then uh 86 1986 i wrote wise guys then 88 i wrote midnight run you know obviously that changed my life then i wrote um bad boys right after that but it didn't get made for several years
2: how many I mean, years? Like, how many? That seems like a, a big span between Midnight Run and when Bad Boys, the yeah Bad Boys, came I think out. came
4: out. Yeah, Bad Boys, I believe, came out in 95, the, the first movie. It sat around forever. I mean, because originally I sold it to Paramount and then they wanted to turn around. It went to Disney. Then it went to turn around again to Sony. Mm. So, like, you know, at that point, I'd already done two or three other films and some, you know, the phone rang and they said, hey, they're making Bad Boys. And I was like, great
2: you know but what was uh what was the motivation for midnight run I, I love that movie people should go back and watch that movie it was primarily a comedy, really. It sort of it was an action film, but it had tons of comedy in it.
3: Well, and the way they played off each other. Yeah, it was kind
2: of like Silver Streak or some movie movie like that. You know, it
4: was very funny. That's, yeah. The, obviously, I watched those movies. You know, Silver Streak. I think came out what, in seventy six.
2: Richard Pryor so. and Gene Wilder.
4: Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. It's, it's on all the time. Every time it's on, I say I watch ten minutes. And I start watching like you know big sections of it i mean midnight rank happened i am a, a, did nate ever tell you that because nate asked me this question No. i, I am terribly 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 aviophobic, and uh I, I i i will do anything to not get on an airplane i've, I've driven cross-country many many times i my wife and i've taken the amtrak many many times cross-country she's not afraid of flying she jumps out of airplanes it's we really are opposites attract you know And uh, but I was uh, so I knew quite a bit about various stops, you know, in all through the middle America, because I'd driven it so many times. And and, and, uh, there's two reasons. One one thing is that my wife and I drove cross country so many times that as anyone will tell you, you go on a five day road trip, you will be reduced to a child by day three. And you start yelling at each other. Those are my Cheetos. You know, you start Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of that bickering I think came came out of the screenplay. And then the other thing was I literally this is no bullshit. I absolutely can I say that word? Yes. Sorry. I literally stopped a plane from taking off once a friend of mine convinced me to fly because you gotta stop being such a baby. You gotta stop you know I went, All right, all right, all right. So I got up on a plane to go visit my parents in Florida and they I they closed the door. And I got up and I said, "I got to get off." Now, today they would tackle me for sure, right? You know, but this was like in the mid '80s. I just, I got to get off. I got to get off. They said, "Sir, please sit down." Said, you don't understand. I'm opening up that effing door and I'm getting off the plane, and they just let me off, and that was that. Uh, and so I, much like Charles Grodin, stops that airplane from taking off. That's sort of the basis in my head, and
2: so uh, uh, so that's why. Groden's character can't fly. Well, he can fly. We just kind of yes. find out that he right. says he can't
4: fly. Right. But they say, write what you know. So I knew bickering. <laughs> I knew being afraid of flying. I knew cross-country trips. And uh, I love cop movies. I love FBI stuff. I love mafia stuff, gangster stuff. So I just incorporated everything I ever liked in the movies, plus some personal stuff, and wrote a screenplay
2: that's well, really a funny movie Thank and you, and so again much. i i i don't know if you think of it as a comedy or a buddy action film but i think of it as a comedy
4: uh, it's definitely a comedy because uh, the, the premise is you know it's the you, you know it was designed to be funny i mean you have one guy that's like a pressure cooker about to blow up all the time and the other guy is just totally noodling him and noodling him and noodling him so yeah, I find that stuff very funny. So, uh, I like mean, said, you could never get that movie made today. Well, you know uh why? Yeah, you could. You well, you could never. You could never get a movie made today, like a, a cross country action m- movie. I mean, think about the movies that they make. They're they're the big Marvel movies, or they're small independent movies. But the idea of a studio spending that, unless you're Spielberg and you're making an Indiana Jones film, but that's already a franchise. You know, the movie business has changed tremendously. You know, I. I I flourished early on because they were always hunting for original content. Give us an original idea. Give us an original idea. And I had a head full of ideas. Let's do a movie about this. Let's do a movie about, you know, two cops, one married, one single, you know, which became Bad Boys. Let's do a, you know, a movie about this, that, and the other thing. But, but today it's all... It has to be IP. It has to have been a book or a comic book right. or a, or a graphic novel based on a thing that was based on another thing. There was once something else that they, you know, and you talk about going back to the original discussion. It's all corporate thinking, you know. If it was good fifty, sixty years ago, it has to be good today. We're not going to gamble money on an original idea. If you want to do that, then you know, then go put up your house, which I've done a few times, and go make your independent movie. So.
2: Uh you want to hang with us uh, for the news George?
4: I would love to hear the news. You know I have to jump at at, at 12 uh, I have a family thing that came up that I cannot get out of. So at 12 and what is it In about the uh, 2:30? 30. Yeah, maybe I might give a couple more minutes. I'm so sorry. No, so, that's
3: okay. I, well, just in no. case, just in case George doesn't stay with us, I, I may have mentioned this last time, I don't remember, but there is only, there's only been one way to end an argument in my family's household my entire life. If my brother and I were fighting over the remote or anything, and finally everybody calms down, there'd be three seconds of silence and someone would just say, I'm just saying if I was your accountant. Oh, and that, everybody, really, is that, but, true? that has been happening my oh, entire life so thank you for that <laughs> oh no god bless I,
4: which i wish i had more time i could tell you another story about something like that that happened to me Do you have uh, 10 seconds yeah go ahead all right i was in chicago and i was in a bar in chicago and i literally heard two guys doing a scene from the movie uh the litmus configuration and they were doing it <laughs> wrong and i was listening
2: from midnight listening, run
4: yeah, for a midnight run and I said, Hey guys, you're doing it wrong and they're like, Oh, what do you know? And I said, <laughs> Not for nothing. I wrote the movie, I swear to God. <laughs> I became their best friend. We you know, we drank all night. So many anyway, that's a That's great. Yeah.
2: I'll give a plug vanquish available now on digital and on demand. And, uh, George, thanks for joining us. My uh, friend. I had a
4: great time. And if you're speaking you get all those motorcycles vanquish has a girl on a motorcycle for 90 minutes. So, uh,
0: perfect
2: watch. And, uh, Nate was a producer as well. And a cop who died. So watch for that. <laughs> thanks yeah, he George. Up
4: a lot of bikes. Thank you so much. Thank you.
2: I'll, uh, Give some love to uh, Caldera. Dry skin, acne scars, wrinkles, or just want healthier skin. Caldera. This is the product I use. Uh, The Good by Caldera Lab. Non-toxic natural serum made from 100% plants. Named by GQ as the best natural face serum for men. For all guys, all skin types, great for uh, the beard, guys with the beard, and great for the guys with the bald, like bald Brian over there. Good for the scalps, keeps it shiny and moisturized. Caldera, Caldera, I should say, Caldera Lab believes you shouldn't have to decide between clean and sustainable ingredients and real results. Simply apply to dry skin, and uh, the rest is magic. Try it. 100% risk-free. If you don't love it, then uh, you can get a full refund. Caldera, right Dawson? Special offer for the Adam Carolla Show audience. 20% off your first
0: Caldera Lab purchase of the good. Go to calderalab.com slash Adam. That's
2: C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B dot com or use discount code Adam at checkout. All right, so we got the the news coming up Mm -hmm. with Gina Grad. We'll do that right after this.
0: Give me the news with grad. News with Gina Grad. Breaking viral weird crime protest politics. Give me news with Gina Grad. Stuff it's all on DMC, Joe Biden. Come meet Beat news with Gina, Gina Grad. The news with Gina Grad.
3: Well, I'm just sort of speed reading this headline uh, that just broke saying, um, The officer who – Officer Sicknick, who – Brian Sicknick, who died during the Capitol riot, um, there is a headline right now saying that he died of natural causes according to the chief medical examiner.
2: He was killed with a fire extinguisher, Gina.
3: Right. But also – um,
2: oh, no. Then he was killed with bear spray. That's for
3: sure. But but here's the thing. Um, Chief medical examiner Francisco Diaz ruled the death from natural causes rather than a homicide committed by another person. He found that Sicknick died from, quote, and we'll ask, have to ask Drew about this, acute brainstem and cerebral infarcts due to acute basilar artery thrombosis. <laughs> Uh, released, so this is the timeline. What time are you one. talking about? I'm trying to figure that out. I'm literally reading this on the fly. He was sprayed at 2.20 and collapsed about 10 p.m., died 9.30 p.m. the next night. The next and, night? Yeah. Oh. And so this is all, I'm just kind of reading through this right now, so I'm sure there'll but be more the on that. But did this
2: spray do, I don't know, I'm well, guessing. the thing.
3: Did it cause, I don't know.
2: Well, we're in this kind of weird gray zone, which is you go, Bear spray, that's horrible. Right. But on the other hand, if bear spray killed you, then bear spray would be legal because lawn right. darts are. Because it's like it make <laughs> you, if you sprayed it on, I'll guarantee that if cousin Sal had bear spray mm-hmm. in the man show office, it would have been deployed <laughs> on every single person right. in the writer's room and receptionist, and the guy who filled the vending machine. Right. So. Must fuck bears up or annoy bears or, you know, get bears to walk the other direction. But it can't be lethal.
3: Well, and here's another headline. Um, Officer Sicknick suffered strokes and died of natural causes. So we're going to find out how these things are related if they are related. Or is it just the crazy, you know, just a big coincidence?
2: Well, it's kind of interesting. The woman we're talking about the deaths, the woman that was early on. So there were, let's see, there were five deaths. I think Sicknick, and then there was
1: two guys who
2: died of like a yeah. One woman who got shot. Sicknick, two guys who died of like heart attacks, and then one person right. who I always heard you guys tell me was trampled at the at the beginning of the story. There was a woman who was who that. was trampled yeah. to death. She died of an OD. Okay, so oh, wow. she OD'd two heart attacks. Uh, shot in the face or in the shoulder, or the neck or something like that, and then sicknick. But the the trampled woman was not trampled. She died of an OD. Oh. I don't know how many drugs you got to do see. when you're going to a fucking rally. But right,
5: is this the George Floyd argument where like you didn't die of the of the, of the knee on your neck? You died of whatever's in your system. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I it, don't, but Obviously, all these things happen at
2: once, and you can yeah it's, chalk it up to this or that, depending on your point of view. She well. I think, I mean, there's a couple things. If, in fact, you have two of your three or two out of whatever major arteries 90% clogged Mm -hmm. your heart, or you're you're fixing to have a stroke at some point later in the year, and then you get bear sprayed in the face, or or you get a knee on your neck, then you might, you know, actually, as I think about it, uh it's kind of like covid it's like it's like saying you died of covid yeah but you're morbidly obese and you have diabetes and you weren't going to see the end of the year anyway but eh, covid definitely didn't help you know so now the question is is you know what did the bear spray do and also i don't know was there even bear spray because he was hit with a fire extinguisher at the beginning right i guess
3: i don't know i thought it was like a flagpole
2: yeah, I,
5: th- I
3: saw a fire. boat. Is that ball? another is that guy? else? He exactly.
2: was never hit with a fire extinguisher, but that uh, was the know. news. The okay. news that was reported was he was hit with a fire extinguisher. Law enforcement
3: officials initially said Officer Sicknick was struck in the head with a fire extinguisher, but medical experts have said he did not die from blunt force trauma. Instead, investigators are, uh, investigators increasingly believe Officer Sicknick may have been sprayed in the face with mace or bear spray. But now, like I just said, they're, they're looking at a stroke and trying to see how it is. The that news is works related. is
2: it could go from fire extinguisher to bear spray to stroke. Mm-hmm. That's the direction, and jump. then the chick Jeez. will go from trampled to OD. Right, it all goes from sort of narrative, big narrative, right. to what they really died of. Right, but maybe the bear spray yeah. played in either way. It was a youngish guy,
3: forty-two, I think.
2: Seems seems young for that, yeah. but. Um, yeah, she died of intoxication of uh I don't know what she methamphetamine. Inf- methamphetamine. Yeah, the trampled one.
3: Yeah. That's um and
2: Logan uh in the conspiracy theory, uh officer who shot chick don't have his name.
3: Mm.
5: Oh,
2: really? Not releasing his name. In a world where every cop that shoots somebody has their name released, not that guy.
3: Yeah, actually, it's funny. Well, it's not funny, but I sent uh, an, a headline over earlier, and I did not read the whole article because I was uh, getting some stuff together, but I did send an article uh, not knowing if you had seen it yet, and I'm just going to read you the headline. I believe it's from the New York Post. Um, I just got to find what I what I labeled as whoopsie. Here we go. Um. From New York Post, BLM protesters rally for victim, comma, leave after learning he's white.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, I also heard that uh Antifa and BLM were getting into it. Oh. Because on there the was boardwalk? <laughs> there was something going on in Portland that was like white guy stuff and and I was a, I guess a white guy was shot by the cops, and, and everything
5: in Portland is white guy stuff. <laughs>
2: I know, and they didn't want BLM getting in on their uh, turf.
3: Interesting. Wow.
2: Yeah, man. Hatfields and McCoys take, taking over. That's right. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, to that point, uh, the New York Post also reports that Minneapolis schools are canceling in-person classes in anticipation of the potentially volatile verdict at the murder trial of Derek Chauvin. So school officials said in-person classes will continue Monday and Tuesday, but will be suspended from Wednesday through Friday with students returning to in-home learning. The district also cautions parents about possible protests as a result of the Chauvin verdict, uh, noting that some students may feel called to participate, quote. Now, here's the statement to the parents. It says we cannot deny the fact that people with ill intentions sometimes take advantage of communities in crisis. Please read more as you consider your decision to allow your student to participate in public gatherings. Rings and how it can impact your child, their education, and their safety.
2: The, uh, I was watching some analysis of the final closing statements today, and they said that the prosecution was smart by removing race. They're just going. This guy's a bad cop, right. mm-hmm. so regardless you think of,
5: of what the victim was. Yeah,
2: we think about all these things, and it's like race, 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 race. There, there's still no proof that this was a a race right. issue. Right. There's no proof that the female cop who shot the black kid was a race. These, we just go. We rush in with the race, but. How does race factor in? I'm, and Mark Garriga sent me texts. It's like CNN doesn't want to know about the five cases I have of white people being shot by cops because it doesn't mean right. – because you don't assume. You just assume it's a bad cop shooting, right. a bad cop action, a bad cop whatever. But um, I, I was watching uh, Fox this morning and toggling between Fox and CNN. They were covering the closing remarks and they said it was smart of the prosecution to just leave race out of it. Sure. Just going he was a bad cop. Wasn't uh, he and Ann? It wasn't that cops are bad and it wasn't that he's racist. They were like, he's a bad cop, yeah. mm-hmm. which is a be- much better angle to pursue. Easier
5: to prove, yeah, the cop acted improperly as opposed to prove this cop's a racist. How, how difficult right. would that be to prove to court of law?
2: It's also weird to call Bart someone a, a, it. a racist when they show up last at a crime scene. You know what I mean? Like the woman who shot the kid or Duncan, him right? like they show up late and go what's going on here and they go oh now I'm going to turn into a racist oh, like my god right yeah that's not usually how racists work they yeah. show up first you know
3: and that's a, that's a great point I mean now you don't have to prove like you said now you don't have to prove half of society or disprove half of society you're just saying this guy should not be a cop yeah this guy should be punished yeah yeah um, sorry, I'm looking at it right. Um, CNN notification: Jurors are now deliberating in the trial uh, after 45 witnesses were called over three weeks of testimony. So I'll All see right. Getting more alerts.
2: Keep you posted.
3: So, speaking of this uh, narrative, Sharon Osbourne did her first interview since leaving The Talk last month, and she did it with Bill Maher. Uh, she left over on that on-air disagreement with co-host Cheryl Underwood after Sharon defended her friend. Uh, Piers Morgan, over his criticism of Meghan Markle, and that did not go over well, I have three clips uh, to our audio. So the first one, here's the first clip from the interview. Bill kind of sets the table for what happened and why Sharon's there.
2: Okay, then your friend, Piers Morgan, he's Mm -hmm. a commentator in Britain, he said he didn't believe things that Meghan Markle said. Right. And then on your show, you said, well, he's a good friend of mine. And I don't necessarily agree with his opinion, but he is entitled to his opinion. Exactly. So he was called a racist and lost his job, and you were called a racist and lost your job. Do I have it right?
7: You got it right. That's exactly how it went.
2: Right. Who's the racist and why? This is what I'm trying to figure out. Have you?
7: Me, Me too. Okay. Me too. I've been called so many things in my life. I am so used to being called names, but a racist is one I will not take.
2: Yeah, I, I, it's an insult if you're not
3: one. So if two it's other... It's if you are one. Uh, yeah, it's pretty insulting. So next, Sharon defends her stance from that episode of the show.
7: It's not fair. It's right. not fair because it isn't about being a, a racist. It's about maybe not knowing what is correct and
3: woke for your language that day because it changes from day to day. And finally, it's interesting talking about white privilege when we're talking about Prince Harry, not Sharon Osbourne. She, she makes an example of that, talking about uh, race and, and privilege when you're talking about uh, royalty. It's, it's,
7: you know, when they say like white privilege right there with Harry. Right there. He's he is the poster boy. So it's like, you know, he sits there and says, oh, daddy, cut him off. So he's not on the wages anymore. And he was boohooing about it. You can't feel empathy for that because you're a healthy, bright, educated young man. You can go do whatever you want to do. Your life is your own. What are you
5: talking about? Well, <laughs> understand
2: it. he gets it. Look, we're at a good time when we have to find racism now. Mm-hmm. That just means it doesn't exist in enough abundance to satisfy us. We got to go digging for
6: it yeah. and
2: manufacturing it. I don't even know what this story is. I know I sound like a crazy person, but this story or Chris Harrison or whatever, what... I, if somebody would have come to me, like if I was sitting in the racism bureau where we just become victims and then we have to find racism everywhere and you showed me the story, I'd go, We got to there's nothing here. I would feel like a lawyer where somebody came in and said, like, I slipped in my own tub because I was drunk. Mm-hmm. I'd go, I, I, I don't, don't know where to Who go do with you want to sue? I want <laughs> right. to sue myself. I'd be like, I, <laughs> Man, I don't is feel it? like there's anything here. Right.
3: Any meat on that bone? Go
2: find someone who was discriminated against in a handicapped all the popular restaurant and come back you yeah.
3: know well i i spared you this um i didn't pull any clips from it but i did watch a clip from the first day back when we told you cheryl underwood said this is going to be a, a day of no holds barred discussion okay let
5: me guess there were holds barred mm. so right. there
3: was a, a gentleman i don't know who it was a, a black gentleman who was kind of interviewing them that day about what had happened and there was just a lot of talk about like you know, you're very brave and thank you Oof. for holding oh back. And it was just, it, I I only saw a clip, but um, not a lot of questions about Sharon, just a lot of congratulating each other for, you know, for doing what they Being had to there? do, I guess.
2: Well, there's a, there's a, we're, we're living in a time where we're sort of out of real problems, but we're wired for problems. So if you take the average Hard-working. Let's just say you take the average hardworking woman, mother, making ends meet, has to work, budget, and blah, blah, blah. That's an interesting experiment. Mm. This is the way we're Because we're wired for problems and pushing against things that are coming at us, and now we're living in this kind of zero-gravity environment where we really don't have right. obstacles or predators in the yeah, nature. And so we're creating things. I would bet if you – interviewed your average Guatemalan woman of three with the husband who drove the forklift all day and she worked all day at the <laughs> supermarket or something and then had to come back and do all the cooking for everyone and th- everything was tough. They had that one car between the two of them and insurance and gas mm-hmm. and everything was expensive and the kids want to go to Disneyland, but they can't afford it. If you, if you interviewed that woman, And just said, like, tell me what's going on. Are you happy? What are Mm -hmm. your problems? What's difficult? What's easy? What's whatever? And then you went and found your average chick from Beverly Hills who didn't have a day job and was being kept. The woman from Beverly Hills would speak endlessly oh, about the problems right. she's yeah. having. Right. right. The guy no, no. fucked up the topiary in the front. Yeah, I was sure. supposed yeah. to have my, my girlfriend's, my initials and well, she fucked ruined up. Ruined my the, day.
5: Right. On top of that, all, all those, cri- a lot of those crises are, um, invisible or existential. Right. You know what I mean? COVID, uh, cybercrime. Right. You know what I mean? Cyberbullying. All the, all the stuff is stuff you can't see. It's not a problem right. in her
2: view. So it's interesting as real racism wanes rate cries of racism go up as real victims just general think about just the umbrella of victimhood who were willing what what i knew was a victim growing up <laughs> if you were a victim you had burn marks on right. you like you were a victim of something right. you know what I mean? everyone willing to label themselves a victim or repressed or held back or whatever that is versus now mm-hmm. So there's a sociological thing that's going on, sure. which is we need we need a windmill to tilt against. And this is what this is what it is. Yeah. And it's racism is perfect because nobody pipes up and goes, oh, come on, keep walking. It's not a real issue. Like it, is, it shuts everyone up immediately. So you just bring it up. Everyone everyone. Snips it, Everyone but me and <laughs> the news outlets just run with it. And yeah. it's the perfect storm.
3: You're right. This this isn't about racism necessarily, but about Americans. And of course, this line popped into my head, a, a very memorable line from The Sopranos where the uh, Russian housekeeper is talking to Tony. And she says, that's the trouble with you, Americans. You expect nothing bad to ever happen, while the rest of the world expects only bad to happen. And they're not disappointed. So yeah. they're very hardy and we're not. It's also when
2: you have real problems, they occupy you. Like right. when you go, we need clean water. Like someone better walk to that fucking well. Yeah, right. that, that's your day. Like it's your day, or we have to yeah. get over the valley, through the valley, and over right. the hill to you know get. Or someone's got to harvest that wheat. Like these are like occupying, sitting around looking at your phone all day and wondering yeah. about the invisible problems that well, that are our
7: culture.
3: Technically, I don't want to shut on your point, but I too have to get through the valley if I want dinner. That's so true. true. I know mm-hmm. the struggle better than you two. Um, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says it launched another investigation into Tesla following a, a fatal crash in Spring, Texas over the weekend. So here's what happened. NBC reports two men died in the crash Saturday night. One guy in the front seat but not behind the wheel and the other guy in the passenger seat, uh, the, the rear the seat. The driverless car? Yeah. Well, that's the question. Well, autopilot around? The electric vehicle was a Tesla 2019 Model S. It crashed into a tree, burst into flames killed both of them. A preliminary report is not conclusive and questions uh, remain about whether Tesla's advanced driver assistance system was engaged. Um, it's autopilot and full self-driving technology do not make Tesla vehicles safe for operation without a driver at the wheel. Apparently, the company says in its owner's manual, the drivers must use autopilot only with active supervision. So was this uh, let's let's, you know, go out drinking or take a nap and see what happens. We don't know yet.
2: I don't know. If I were drunk, I'd chance it. But we're not quite there, but I think we're getting there. But it's funny. Volvo's interesting. I was talking to someone who was looking at getting a car, and um, she was like, well, Volvo's the safest. And I was like, I don't know. That could be a relic from, like, 1987. Like, they're all super safe now. I don't even... No, Maxipata. What is the safest car? Because it was like Volvo was the safest, and that's was their reputation in, until like the mid '90s, and then everyone just moved on, and everything was safe. Yes, well, the flip
5: side of that question is: Are there any unsafe cars on the road? No. Now they will have to be a certain rating just to be sold in America. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. But some, I are, guess, maybe a Jeep might be a little
5: less safe because of the. Doors some are to going to
2: exceed whatever the federal. Um, cafe or or dot Mm -hmm. department of transportation or whatever that whatever that is but i wonder and they don't sell safe anymore because everything is presumed safe. safe but i wonder if there is still a car that is the safest make which is interesting all right is it always
3: between toyota honda and subaru
2: Oh, no. They're always the most well. Uh, Toyota, Honda are always the most reliable. I don't know if there was the safest, but I just again. know
3: those are always the three that are at the top of the list. Hmm. I, you know, and then that's also in terms of resale and stuff. So I just assumed it would be overall.
2: Hmm. Yeah, maybe it is.
3: Well, let's get local again here. Demi Lovato has put an L.A.-based frozen yogurt shop on blast for carrying sugar-free options, saying it was triggering for her as a woman recovering from an eating disorder. Is the Big Chill?
6: It is. It is it. That's
3: yes.
5: My, that's my, my <laughs> yogurt shop. That's That's where we did the, re- the reveal for Tessa. <laughs> Hold know, on. It's not Humphrey Yogurt? It's, it's not Humphrey Yogurt. Is it really the Big Chill? Yes, it wow, is. Wow, that's funny. The place is always
6: packed.
3: Well, she said on uh, Instagram Story, which is why it's no longer available, Finding it extremely hard to order froyo from the Big Chill <laughs> when you have to walk past. Tons- it can be
2: difficult. Oh, no! Greater example of what I was talking and about four minutes ago, right?
6: Oh yes, yes.
3: When you have to walk past tons of sugar-free cookies slash other diet foods before you get to the counter, do better, please. What? Hashtag diet culture vultures. Now, the Big Chill has responded. <laughs> to be fair,
5: I've waited in that line many times, and they, they have racks of cookies just waiting so you guys... How to dare the, they? ...to the front. Yes, well, this the is front.
3: their response. We carry items for diabetics, celiac disease, vegan, and of course, many indulgent items as well. We are not diet vultures. We cater to all of our customer needs for the past 36 years. We're sorry you found this offensive.
5: In their defense, <laughs> their stuff, it seems all very homemade. You know what I mean? It's like, right. it's mm-hmm. like Annie's cookies right. or whatever, and it's... Clearly, like one of those stickers been slapped
3: on. But so. seeing sugar-free options is triggering. But then don't go in. <laughs> but well, that, now you're just acting crazy. Doesn't she want? Does she want the sugar-free stuff? No, I think it's she's battled so much with doing without and starving and you know whatever her. Um, you know, particularly brand of eating disorder is that seeing something that caters to like sugar free, fat oh, is free is, triggering. is yeah, is perpetuating a, a diet culture. Mm.
2: It's an interesting time for people like that. And, and any, I mean, anyone alcoholics which is, have to walk down the
3: aisle of the grocery store. That's yes. part of being in recovery is yeah. getting to do your daily business. Re-entering society Exactly. Mm.
2: It's interesting that everyone's going to have to do battle with whatever they're doing battle with Mm -hmm. because it's for the taking everywhere, all the time. And in a weird way, the more you know, the more money you have, and if you have a capacity to gain weight, it's that's that shall just be your your world. Like she's indeed, she must get up thinking about food, go to bed thinking about food. I feel her. One of the best gifts you could probably hmm. All right, here's something. You know, I always talk about, like, the worst thing that can happen is the super horny guy. Like, how it just destroys your career. Oh, you're, being the horny well, guy. Sure. Yeah, yeah you're, you're like a good guy. It's like you can't just be married right. and bang the same chick over and over again. You have this thing. Or having the weird perverse, you know, right. sort of uh, Harvey Weinstein thing or uh, Army Hammer right. kind of thing. But it's just like it's in your head. Yeah. You, you have to act on it. And then there are other guys just like, well, yeah, I'm happy with the same woman. Right. Or I'll just go beat off and go to bed, or or whatever that is. Is um, the best gift you could probably give to a woman is just like no thoughts about food. It mm-hmm. it pertains to like three percent of them. <laughs> you you do run into people. It is like oh, I don't really care. I don't, I don't I think find about it. Very it. upsetting. I do too. Fair. I hate those people. <laughs> but they're just like. No, they're not that into yeah. it. Yeah, it's they like, exist. It's just they're not. It's not their food. It's not their yeah. thing.
3: It's fuel. It's not really for pleasure. It's just kind of whatever.
2: Yes. Yeah. It, 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 what imagine to- the freedom yeah. of yeah. just not caring. <sighs> I can't. You know what I mean? Like, I start I
3: around head around that.
2: You guys, uh, like me, like you start thinking about meals three days yes, in advance. Sure like, do. oh, we're going to try that sushi place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, the fl- but- I
5: say the flip side of the other 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 edge of that sword is that you can't enjoy like a meal out or a well, you know, someone made a meal right. for Thanksgiving or whatever. He's like, eh, I don't really like food.
7: Thanksgiving yeah.
2: food. Right. Yeah. Uh, we have the safest cars, according to Chris. Oh, yeah.
6: yeah. So these are all based off of the uh, Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, the IIHS safety test and the crash test that they do. Uh, coming in fifth is Subaru. Mm-hmm. Tied for fourth is Mercedes-Benz and Mazda. Interesting. Next is Tesla. Uh,
2: it's interesting. Yeah. So Maz- every car
5: company
6: is going to make well, it. Tesla. Mazda- as long as you're driving it,
2: Mazda's over the moon and Mercedes <laughs> is like pissed. That. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how life works.
6: Yeah, but you were right. Like I almost every car brand received very high scores anyway. Uh Volvo is number 2. And first is Genesis. Oh, really? Oh, oh, yeah. He was ruined well, that shit. He he,
5: he lived. No, that's a good point
2: actually. <laughs> um I was talking to Matt the moderator DeAndrea, who has a guy who's on the inside of all these things and he said that he assured everyone that on a car like Tiger Woods' uh, Genesis, that Genesis, the company insured that car. Mm-hmm. They have a different car insurance for liability, like if Tiger ran over somebody, mm-hmm. but not if something happens to the car, oh, that's their car and that's their insurance and it's already <sighs> been crushed. Wow. That's, shit. they own the car. That's wow. how, that's how it works. But, with Genesis being number one and Tiger surviving that, why
3: not tour it that around? around? Tour it around. That's so. What? Why not?
2: I, I, there's there's corporate decisions that are made that are kind of vexing, and uh, like I said, a rich history of car companies crushing cars. They probably should have never wow. crushed, or wish they had twenty years later. And this will probably be one of those cars.
3: It's fascinating.
2: It's a way to – I
3: don't know if it was like just in case somebody comes sniffing around. I mean like what are you trying to get rid of?
2: they they download <laughs> like they, the Patriots and their tapes of other teams right? yeah. <laughs> they download the contents of the black box Right, they know everything they need to know and okay. then they yeah. photograph the shit out of it probably and then they crush it alright let's bring it home Gina Grad you
3: got it I'm Gina Grad and that's the news great Gina Gina
2: that was the news with Gina Grad well do you own do you rent your home sure you do one or the other and how about we get back to the aforementioned insurance how about you bundle with Geico Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners' and renters' insurance along with your automotive policy. It's a good thing, too, because you uh, already have so much to do around the house. Go to geico.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save. Geico makes it so easy to save when you bundle at Geico. That is geico.com. All right, Chuck Liddell, the wow. Ice Man, cometh tomorrow. <laughs> wow! So we got uh, Chuck to talk to. Uh, enjoy your eight one eight ride. That was really good. Delicious. Great. Good. Great. Great. Vanquish name of the movie available now in digital and on demand. And until next time, Adam Carolla for Mike August <laughs> and Gina and Paul Bryan, and George Gallo. Say it, Mahalo.
5: people. I love the people.
0: Follow the Adam Carolla Show on Twitter at Adam Carolla Show. Follow Ace on Twitter at Adam Carolla. Catch Gina Grab on the podcast Easy Listening and Ball Brian on the podcast The Film Ball. Catch the rest of us on the show called The Water Cooler. And then leave us a voicemail at 888-634-1744. And get tickets to see Adam Carolla live or one of his books, movies, and more at adamcarolla.com.
6: Hey, movie lovers. Who needs a theater when you have Pluto TV? Grab your popcorn and your streaming device because free movies are here. Pluto TV is your home for movies. Great movies are playing anytime in over 20 exclusive movie channels of action, horror, rom-coms, and more. Watch hits like Saving Private Ryan, Pretty in Pink, and Charlie's Angels all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts. Ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device.
1: Saving starts with internet and wireless from Xfinity because when you get Xfinity internet and add mobile you can save up to $400 a year on wireless enjoy fast reliable internet at home and nationwide 5g on the go included at no extra cost get Xfinity internet and mobile together and ask how to get an eligible 5g phone on us and for a limited time $300 back don't miss out go to Xfinity.com slash start saving call 1-800 Xfinity or visit a store today restrictions apply savings based on optimized pricing actual savings may vary.